Welcome to the Ferris Love Podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful, self-sacrificing love. Today, we're speaking with John Boyle, a professor of Catholic studies at University of St. Thomas in Minnesota, and he's going to talk to us today about navigating higher education decisions with your children. So welcome, John. Thank you, Katie. Joy to be with you. Yes, I'm really excited, um, especially to talk about navigating higher education. This is like perfectly timed, right? Because a lot of current high school seniors are in that last kind of month of trying to figure out where they're going to school next year, right? They haven't yet probably submitted their final choices. Um, and a lot of juniors are just starting to think about it and getting anxious. Exactly. So this is a perfect time for this podcast to come out um, and for us to talk about it. So why don't we just dive in and you tell me um, what goals or what should these parents have in mind as they begin to kind of navigate this with their child? Yeah, uh, great question, Katie. And and I think you, the reality is there's lots of goals sure. going to college. But I think um, if we if we stand back and think fundamentally, what what do we want for our children? Uh, and I say this not just as a professor, but as a father of three children who have gone through college. Uh, I would say there's, there's three things we really want. Hopefully our children want them to. Uh, the first is that when they leave college, their faith is stronger than when they entered college. Mm-hmm. And the second is that when they leave college, the moral character that we have given them is stronger when they leave college than when they arrived. Mm-hmm. And that basically means one thing. We can talk more about that. Sure. And then third, that once they graduate from college, they do not spend the rest of their lives in our basements complaining that life is unfair playing video games. Uh-huh. Uh, we would like them to be in a position to take on you know, serious moral responsibility in the world. That means mm-hmm. marriage, family, job, um, to be givers, not takers. Right. I think to me, those are the big three goals. Uh, and there's other important goals. You know, how good the engineering program is, but all of, is it D1 sports? Uh, is it near home? Those are all secondary. And if we, if we get the secondary into primary, um, a lot of really bad things can happen. Mm-hmm. But if we're looking at the primary, we're in better shape. Uh, now, obviously, if there's one school that could do all the primary, that would be really easy. We would just all send our children to that school. Sure. And the fact is there's lots of different kinds of schools. It's the glory of American higher education. Exactly. Uh, and there's lots of really different young people. Well, yeah, when, I tell, yeah. when I tell parents, first and foremost, you got to know your child yeah. um, and help your child understand himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that how you weigh out that question of stronger faith, stronger moral character, mm-hmm. uh, ready to take on responsibility. What kind of a school you need for that to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you look at? Can shift a little bit. But nonetheless, I think those criteria are wonderful criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it becomes a question of how do we think about it as we look at schools? Sure. That makes sense. Let's let's dive into each of those individually, because sure. I think that would be really helpful. Yeah. Um, and the first one being that, you know, they have stronger faith when they graduate. And we know statistically speaking, right, that some stat is about 70 percent of kids who as seniors in high school, profess a faith, Christian or otherwise, right, do not have that faith anymore or do not profess that faith by the time they graduate four years later, 70%. Like that's a very high stat. So how do we help them first start navigating that? Yes, that's right. And, and I would say, Kate, that you're absolutely right. 
Mm-hmm. And and the, the sad truth is it really doesn't matter whether they're going to a Catholic university or not necessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. uh, having said that, uh, you know, so let if you think about it, so the thing about the, here's the problem I think that often happens: a young person has a strong faith at 18. Mm-hmm. They go to college. Their intellectual life grows and expands and moves right. forward over four years. And their faith is exactly where it was when they were 18. Mm-hmm. And okay. the problem is it just doesn't look like it can keep up mm-hmm. intellectually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they might keep going to mass and that's nice. It's really important. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's this increasing disconnect. I go to mass on Sunday and there's all this stuff I'm studying and learning and doing. And I just don't see how it connects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think one of the things one looks for, can look for, when one's looking at college, mm-hmm. we can start with Catholic. Sure. Um, if you're looking at a Catholic school, is there a place in that school where the faith is taken seriously, intellectually? Okay. Not just, you know, I, yes, confession every day, really important. Mass every day, really important. But how about the intellectual part of it? Mm. Um, are we keeping that alive? Is it growing, especially in a way that, that that's faithful, but also suggests this somehow has something to do with everything else I'm doing here, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be the school as a whole. Sure. It could be strong philosophy department, strong theology department, strong Catholic studies department. It might even be a few individuals. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need a lot, but you need something. Sure. I was, as you were talking, I was thinking that because I went to Marquette University um, and I wouldn't say it had a strong theology department, but you knew you could find professors. So I took some amazing theology classes by kind of feeling it out and learning like who to take and who to avoid in order to keep enriching and deepening my faith in that way. In fact, you raised a very important point, Katie, which is part of the self-knowledge of the child and Mm -hmm. knowledge of that child by the parents. Some young people at 18 are ready to embrace that education. They're ready to take charge of it. Mm-hmm. They're ready to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm going to seek out the best teachers, mm-hmm. the best professors, both with regard to the faith and other things. I am not going to let the fact that that's an eight o'clock morning class get in my way. Sure. Um, they're going to take charge. You can, you can go all kinds of places and have that happen. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry that you just, wherever you stumble might be a problem. Sure. If, if you're a stumbler, if you're not ready to take control of your education, which is fine, some some people aren't at seventeen yeah. or eighteen. Yeah. Parents, you think I need a I need a safer place mm, sure. where you you don't have to find the one or two good theology profs. They're all going to basically be good. You know, your right. odds are just better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know this is part of the self knowledge of, mm-hmm. of of the student. It just becomes hugely important. So I think that question of, of, but I could also say, if you're looking at a state school, for example, sure, uh, where there is going to be no theology department in the state school, the philosophy department is probably not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's often increasingly now institutions related or around mm. state schools uh, or just secular schools sure. that that um, have serious intellectual content. There are Newman centers now that do very serious intellectual programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think CL does this. Um, 
some of their outreaches, Opus Datum, some of its outreaches. I mean, it's just that you, you watch the movements and mm-hmm. you know, the diocese someplace will do these things. Sure. To be aware of what's nearby. I mean, ideally right there. Um, mm-hmm. It's providing intellectual fodder. Um, mm-hmm. uh, then having said that, I, sacraments, hugely important. You know, are the sacraments nearby? Um, uh, you know, it takes a really special human being to say, if the sacraments right aren't on campus or right next to campus, that says, oh, sure, I'll take a bus every day for a mile to go to mass. I don't think so. No. Um, and and then, of course, the biggie is confession. You know, here at St. Thomas, we have confession every day. You know, I don't care how good your student body is. Confession every day is a really good thing. Uh, and, it, and, it, and again, it, you want that opportunity that's available. Um, so I, I think that, that that's not some that, that's some ways to think about mm-hmm. how can I help my faith grow sure. as I go through the next four years, so that it maintains intellectual pace mm-hmm. with everything else I'm learning. Yeah, I th- I, so important, and I think it is. Yeah, to look at all the different aspects because it's true. You can go to a a public school and maybe has an amazing Newman Center, or it ha- maybe has really driven focused missionaries who are there like building up you know the the faith and the people there um but then at the same time you could go to a catholic school or you could go to a public school that has nothing and it could be very difficult for you to continue to grow and deepen Mm -hmm. um so let's move on to the second goal then if that's kind of faith of the students being stronger when they graduate now moral character which Mm -hmm. you're separating from faith so let's talk a little bit about that how would we know that this is stronger what would this look like yeah this is this has become very simple in mm. my mind after 30 plus years of teaching uh and the principle is very simple good friends make you better bad friends make you worse mm. this is about friendships mm-hmm. uh, i don't care how good you are if you go off to college and your friends are bad they will drag you down mm-hmm. uh, it's just that simple I will spare you my horror stories, um, uh, but they are legion. Uh, at the same time, the stories of the wobbly young person mm, sure. who falls in with good friends and his life is strengthened, uh, those stories are legion too. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things a parent wants to look at and a young person wants to look at is, is this an institution that has friends that I can find Mm. that will support me in the moral life I want to live? Is it visible as opposed to, well, I mean, there's 60,000 students at the U of M. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's got to be somebody there that will, good luck finding them. Right. Uh, Now the question is, is there something visible? And that could be student associations. It, it, uh, it it could be uh, academic programs, studies. We do lots of social things that bring students together. Uh, the housing, housing. Mm. Oh my goodness, housing can be an utter nightmare these days. Um, and for many parents who have fond memories of dorm life uh, 25 years ago, um, it can be a very different beast. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is there's a movement in higher education called Living and Learning Communities, mm. uh, where you yoke courses for freshmen with their living circumstances. Mm. Uh, some sort of obvious, you want to be a business major, a bunch of business majors are living on a floor together. Sure. Uh, that's not going to tell you anything. Uh, but some could be more faith-oriented mm, okay. uh, or values-oriented. Um, so in Kelly Studies, we have a Kelly Studies floor. Uh, 
the great thing about that is that helps you see not only where people might be good friends are to be found, um, but how to find them. Sure. Uh, and 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 that first semester is so important for this uh, to find those friends. Um, it 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 doesn't mean you won't do stupid. It doesn't mean you won't sin. Sure. Um, which is why you went to confession every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it means you'll have friends mm-hmm. who might say something like, that was stupid. Why did you do that? And mm-hmm. confessions at noon. Yeah. Um, those are the friends you want as opposed to the friends that drag you off to another bout of badness. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I think that question of friendship, uh, if you want to maintain moral character and in, in no young person, no, no one, should be in a position to say i can resist everything sure yeah now you might rather go to a place i think there's a lot to be said to going to a place that's a mixed bag it's got everybody there mm-hmm. um it can be a great apostolic opportunity for a young person sure but even then you need friends yeah and you gotta have a place again and the friends might be an off-campus kind of thing again mm-hmm. some newman centers now have housing um mm-hmm. uh you so i think that question where can i find a group of friends who will help me be good and I can help be good because the reality is you will be challenged. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how good and safe a school is, how much it's in the Shire. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a moral challenge. And the question is, can I grow in that challenge? Mm-hmm. Will I be stronger because of the challenge? Mm-hmm. And if the answer to that is yes, it's going to be because I have friends who help me live that challenge. Sure. I like this too, because I feel like it's also setting, especially kids who are, you know, seniors right now heading off next year, like having them leaving and going off to school with having in mind, I need to find friends, especially that first semester, like you said, because I think the first semester, sometimes it feels like you're getting your feet wet. You have no idea. Maybe it's the first time you've lived away from home. You don't even know how to do your laundry. And you're like, I can't find friends or like, I'm just gonna be friends with my random roommate and the person in the room next to me. But you're saying be like very intentional with forming relationships and finding those communities in order to, you know, succeed and kind of grow in that moral character throughout the years, right? Exactly. Because what you really don't want is dad to come at Christmas and take you home and put you in a drug rehabilitation program. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I have seen that. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that too. I mean, this is the reality. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. I like this. I like this. Um, and I think this is really helpful for parents as they're thinking through even helping their children navigate, like what yes. clubs are you going to join? What, like, have you been to the Newman center yet? Have you, you know, if once they're gone in mm-hmm. August, um, you know, really helping them think that through. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then the third goal that you mentioned is that they don't graduate and end up in your basement. <laughs> playing video games and complaining about the world. So how do you, especially now when it's hard to find jobs, it's hard to find good paying things. Kids are graduating with so much debt um, often. How do you avoid this and pick a college that's going to help you help your child not end up in your basement? Right. Uh, And, and, and boy, if there were a magic formula for this, Katie, (laughs) um, you and I could be really rich. That's uh, but unfortunately, there isn't a magic formula. Some of it, this is this this is actually another version of moral character. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's several ways to think about it. Uh, we'll start broadly. Mm-hmm. If you see college as an opportunity to do work well, mm-hmm. that 
if class is at eight, I go to class mm -hmm. and I go to class every day and I don't show up late mm -hmm. and I do my homework for every class and I strive to do it really well. Mm -hmm. um, you will have a set of skills after four years mm -hmm. that you will stand out in the job market. True. Um, you will just simply stand out. Uh, if you've spent four years challenging yourself, uh, studying things that, you know, your school makes you study, but say, I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to embrace calculus because mm -hmm. I got that math requirement. Um, or maybe you love math and you'll embrace the English requirement. Whatever it is, I'm going to embrace that. Uh, the things you're good at, you're going to do them better. Mm -hmm. This is why friendship matters. Friends help each other do that. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't say, oh, we're all going to go. say, you need to stay and do that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that, 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 that formation, those habits mm -hmm. are huge. Um, yeah, I love business guys. I spend a lot of time talking to business guys, um, partly because I'm interested in my students getting jobs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what strikes me over and over again is how competence in whatever that field is, operations management, finance, is not the first thing that comes out of their mouths. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that comes out of their mouths is somebody will show up on time, do the work, has some creative capacity that doesn't say when you say, well, we're going to do something a little different. Doesn't say, well, I don't do different. Mm -hmm. um, or one of my personal favorites does not say in a job interview, I don't work Monday, Wednesdays because Wednesday is my me day. Um, <laughs> um, needless to say, you will not have a job offered at this. Um, uh, you know, if you think what's really fun about your internship is there's a break room and you can sleep in it and nobody will notice you are wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, just those kinds of habits. Now, having said that, it's also true that for many students, actual professional training can be a really good thing. If you know that you, you want to be in banking and mergers and acquisitions, finances for you, terrific, go for it. Uh, if you want to be in communications and journalism, study journalism, uh, do the professional thing. Um, and that, that that's spectacular. Do it well. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I tell students is, don't get caught in the trap, again, getting the priorities right. Don't get caught in the trap that I must have a professional degree. Mm. Uh, if you know something about that field, have some experience, terrific, pursue it. Mm -hmm. But don't just say, I know accountants make good money, so I'll study accounting. Mm -hmm. um, you may very well discover the love of your life in accounting. You may also, as a student of mine, just a couple years ago, said to me, you know, Dr. Boyle, I don't like accounting. Mm. I'm not going to sit the CPA exam. Four years of accounting, and she's not even going to sit the CPA exam. Yeah. Um, outstanding student. Um, uh, better study something that we would consider useless mm. and study it well. Mm. Because then you learn to think, you learn to be creative, Again, so many employers want that. I could tell you so many stories of some of our Kelly Study students who do Kelly Studies and some of them do Kelly Studies in business. And they're great, often nice because they've got a moral compass and they're creative. But some of them do Kelly Studies in, well, he went to Kelly Studies in psychology. Mm -hmm. he, he thought psychology was interesting. He didn't want to be a counselor. He didn't want to do any of that stuff. And he got a terrific job at U.S. Bank. Yeah. Uh, and he beat out all the Tommy business majors to get that job. Mm -hmm. Because he was thoughtful, creative, 
he was good at just putting himself in front of uh, U.S. Bank and saying, I can do something for you. I'm different. Um, and he could show it because he developed these incredible intellectual skills mm-hmm. and abilities by studying something he loved. Right. And and doing that well, I think kind of what you're saying too here, what I'm hearing is like to take advantage of those four years to develop a lot of kind of human skills of showing yeah. up on time, of not going to class in your pajamas and actually like putting clothes on that day, right? Like, yeah. like all of these things, right? That help you be a really good employee and show up on time to work and show up well-dressed to work and do the work that you're supposed to be doing, like those yeah. kinds of things, whether you're an accounting major or a philosophy major or whatever, right? That doesn't, you can learn those skills. Right. That's exactly right. And, um, and frankly, then it's a lot more enjoyable mm-hmm. if you're pursuing something that you're passionate about, which again, yeah. might very well be accounting. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess you just love it. You know? And the great thing is there's lots of accounts that there will help you. Um, mm-hmm. But you're exactly right. This is, this is, this is about um, developing those skills. And, and again, it gives you a certain kind of, um, it gives you some courage and ability to face a challenge, um, all of which is inclined to keep you out of the basement. Mm-hmm. Sure. We joke in my family because in the last like year or two, several of my siblings have all gotten raises and all of them got raises, not for doing anything like necessarily above and beyond, but to for doing what they were hired to do and showing mm-hmm. up on time and all that. And the bosses were like, well, I know, I, I know you're reliable. So like, I'm, of course, I'm going to give you a raise and give you a promotion. Um, right. and, you know, don't leave. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody else like doesn't show up on time. Like, da, 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 like he's like, my brother is always like, all I do is the work I'm supposed to do. And people are like, you're amazing. How are you doing this? It's like, well, no, like that's of course right. what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. And learning that. So how do parents then kind of take these three goals and should they put them in an order of priority for a specific child? Or is this order that we talked about faith, moral character, um, and then that kind of full responsibility for life. Is that in the order that they should navigate these and look at? I, I, I wouldn't want to be too rigid about this, Katie. I, I, I think it, it's partly known. I mean, there's two issues. I, I think that's a really good order. I sure. like the order. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be the best order you want to present to your child. Sure. Um, and it may not be the order that a given child wants, or young person wants to think about it. Sure. I think if all three are in the mix, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Uh, the other issue here, um, and maybe we is, is how do you find out? Right. Um, and because um, that's hard sometimes, you know, that, uh, okay, I got these great categories, but how do I find out about them? Mm-hmm. And um, that I would say um, websites can be helpful, mm-hmm. but Oh, you got to be careful, sure. um, but they can be helpful. Um, there are guides out there. I often say, you know, not every school in the Newman Guide is going to be good for your child mm-hmm. uh, if you're a serious Catholic. Um, and the fact that it's not the Newman Guide doesn't mean it'll harm your child. Sure. Um, but it's it's a data point. I think some of the best resources are human resources. Mm. Um, uh, you should not rely on your own experience of an institution 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, you want you want to know what it is on the ground now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might mean you know, maybe you have friends whose son or daughter is there now and you mm-hmm. would trust their sense of things. That could be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then the other is to contact people there. Mm. Uh, it, campus ministry can often be a helpful resource. Okay. Uh, but also, um, if you, there's no better way, but if you poke around, um, sure. uh, if you know people, um, mm -hmm. I, I spend a lot of time talking to folk at St. Thomas mm -hmm. because um, word is he out. You want to know about St. Thomas? Talk to Dr. Boyle. Um, mm -hmm. But I also spent a lot of time pointing parents to folk in other institutions you can talk to. Sure. Um, because, you know, it's not that we all know each other, but there, there's connections. Sure. And, um, uh, and, and it might be institutions that at first blush you're thinking, oh boy, I don't think my, I don't want my son or daughter going there. But a conversation with a helpful person there Mm -hmm. might very well suggest, oh, this this could work. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, really bad idea. Sure. Um, I think Absolutely. I think the human thing where you can ask questions and get a feel. And then um insofar as possible, visiting and the mm -hmm. ability to talk to these folk in person to see, mm -hmm. um, not to settle for the campus tour brought to you by admissions, okay. um, which are often very nice and you know, wonderful, sweet programmed undergrads who are given a little script and mm -hmm. sweet. Uh, we'll tell you a lot about that undergrad, probably not a whole lot about the institution. Sure. Um, you know, ask to meet with other people, sit down in class. And, uh, this, this, this can often be very, very illuminating, but it does require hard work and homework. Sure. Do you have but any it's a decision? Sure. Yeah, sorry. Please. Do you have any? questions that you suggest people ask kind of specifically i have um a friend who just toured mm -hmm. a major university and went on the like of course the classic admission mm -hmm. sponsored tour and they asked all these questions but they got the like trite meaningless yep. answers of yep. course and like left not knowing any more necessarily <laughs> than they did before right. so i'm curious if you have any specific questions or suggestions that people use while right. on these tours um you know the um the tour is probably not the ideal place sure. in one sense because um, oftentimes folks giving tours really don't know, mm -hmm. uh, and you know their their might be their ignorance really isn't indicative of anything. Um, sure. It's just indicative that the student doesn't know. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can work your way up the admissions totem pole, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes that can be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to depend on the nature of the institution. I mean, there, there are institutions that are very focused on mission and everybody can tell you about it. Sure. Others, no, Marquette. You're not going to, you got, you got to find the right people to talk to. University of Minnesota, I mean, heaven help us. Um, but that's where I say, you know, that's about finding where. Sure. So campus ministry at the University of Minnesota, you go out of your way to go talk to them. Mm -hmm. uh, if there's a, you can you can often find out is there a Catholic who cares in the faculty, mm. and and you know it might be somebody in Catholic studies, might be somebody in accounting, sure. um, it might be somebody in political science. They can give you a sense of of what student life is like. Mm. Um, uh, Sometimes you can visit dorms. Sometimes that can help you. Um, if there is something such, such as our Kelly Studies Living and Learning Community, 
you know, to say, I'd like to meet some students on that floor, sure. mm-hmm. talking about what they do, what's it like. Um, it's 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 getting off the beaten path mm. of the admissions tour. Yeah, exactly. I can see too it being very helpful to like go to a daily mass that's attached to the university or at the the parish that's closest, perhaps, or at the Newman yep. Center, and you can certainly get a feel for what the student body is like by who's yep. there. Like, is it just the homeless person and right. you know, exactly. like four other 80 year olds and then you, or is it, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of right. professors and students and others and that kind of a thing could be a really interesting way to kind of. Exactly. Right. And it's worth looking at mass times. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do they just have one mass? Do they spread it out? Is there variety? Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time as we have seven, 12, 10, and 505. Mm-hmm. And perpetual adoration. Yeah. Um, that tells you something. Sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so before we conclude, I'm curious. So let's say, you know, parents have done this, they've navigated it. Do you have any tips or advice for them for like letting their child go and <laughs> letting them like make free choices in college. And like, what should parents do, especially I think those first months while they're away. Um, and you know, the parents at home, like, what are they doing? I hope they're making good choices. Right. Right. Oh, Katie, that is so child specific. Um, well, that's true. I mean, it really, I mean, in a way it really is. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if for the parent, the question is, what can I do? do to help my son or daughter grow in maturity. Mm -hmm. It might be that what you say is stop calling me. Mm. You know, we don't, I don't need a text every hour of your day. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it might mean mom, stop texting every hour. Um, (laughs) I was just talking to parents the other day, just totally distraught. Mm-hmm. You know, the child, my child, you know, doesn't call. You know, it's been two weeks. You know, my eldest was like two months. Yeah. Um, uh, that's so child. I mean, for some, for some, you can imagine for some child, you might say not hearing is a really bad sign. Sure. Of course. For another, you might say, this is great. And you, know, you, you drop them a note. In some way, and say, "Would you please call?" Or you have dead. Would you call your mother, please? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think you just have to know that child and check sure. in. That makes um, something that um, can be helpful sometimes um, mm-hmm. is um, I wouldn't do it regularly. Maybe once a year, you drop in and say, "I'll take you and." Half a dozen of your friends to dinner. Oh, okay. Let's go have dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, you go a little later in the year because they're all sick of the dorm food, even if it's sure. fairly good. You get to meet the friends. Mm-hmm. You get They they all like you because you've just gone and bought them a really nice you know, dinner. Yeah. Um, and you get a sense of at least some of mm-hmm. your child's hanging out with. Um, mm-hmm. You can always ask when confession times are. Um, sure. so I, I really think it's so child specific, but we, we know what the goal, what, what the goal should be. We are not, we can no longer micromanage our child. Mm-hmm. And if our child needs micromanagement, we pick a school that's going to do a better job of that. 
Sure. Or maybe we just say this child is not ready for college. Mm. It's the great American myth. Everybody ought to go to college. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. And But I would also say, if your child thinks, I'd like a gap year, mm. the answer is that's terrific. Get a job. Right. Yeah. What are you going to do with your gap year? Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes a year of work mm. can make for a great college student. And sometimes a lifetime of work makes for a great human being and you mm-hmm. never went to college. Yeah. And I have one of my siblings true. is that way. Just yeah. college just was not his thing. And he makes a great living. He has a mm-hmm. really good job. Um, but yeah, um, just was not his thing. And he, thank God my parents were like, that's fine. Like, you know that you're still going to work really hard. Like, that's fine. But yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the disaster is the young person who just shouldn't be in college. Mm-hmm. And if isn't motivated to be there, Oh my goodness. The opportunities for mischief are enormous. That's true. That's yeah. I think the gap year too, for a lot of kids, like we mature a little bit later now. So I think sometimes a gap year between high school and college can just help kids be a little bit more prepared for literally Mm -hmm. being on their own entirely and taking care of their food and doing their laundry and making their beds and all of that kind of a thing. Yeah. Long long as they're doing something that requires responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm as opposed to a year break from going to college, which is going to be four years of break. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, this was so helpful. And I'm sure so many parents are going to have probably more questions for you, <laughs> et cetera. But do you have any last minute words of wisdom or last things that you want to make sure that we share today? What I would say is you, to parents, you do your best. Mm-hmm. You pray really hard. And in the end, God has it all under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a as a parent, one of the hardest things in life is to watch your children freely do stupid things. Yep. Um, over which, in the end, you really don't have a lot of control. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the letting go. It's part of letting them discover and knowing that our Heavenly Father has a plan. And he's got a better plan than I do. Boy, is it a better plan than I do. Um, and and it may not pay out an immediate success right now, but his plan is eternal life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good for parents to hang on to that. Everything doesn't ride on college. Mm-hmm. We can help make that a really good decision. Um, we can tell them, it's, stop, stop, we're not doing that. I'm pulling you out. Um, sure. uh, if we got to do something dramatic. But fundamentally, we let them we let them grow. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. I love it. This was such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. You're um, if people want, to, yeah, if people want to learn more about the Catholic Studies program at University of St. Thomas or anything like that, how can they do that? Um, I, Catholic Studies at stthomas.edu. Okay. Um, and. They can find me and I'm happy to answer okay. my email. Great. Wonderful. I'll include all that in the show notes so people can find Wonderful. that easily as well. So thank Wonderful. you so much. Oh, you're very welcome, Katie. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ferris Love Podcast. If you enjoyed it, there are a few quick things you can do to support us. Share this episode with a friend, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org.